Welcome to the Wealthy and Healthy podcast, hosted by me, Beck Hibbard. This is the podcast where I share all of the juice around my story and how I went from being a broke and bankrupt single mom who had lost it all to rebuild my life in a few short years, creating a global six-figure business all while remaining in my feminine flow and living a life of freedom. Now, in these episodes of this podcast, I will be teaching you how to build the life of your dreams whilst becoming the wealthiest and healthiest version of yourself. Now, let's get into today's episode. What is up, you guys? Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited we have a guest speaker. Her name is Kim Kent, and I've actually known Kim for quite a few years now I seen um I seen you post a video the other day from back in 2018 and I was like oh my god I was in the room with you back then and I didn't even realize I was exactly the same I was like but that was such a big room there was like a hundred people in there there was so many people we did like a an arrow breakthrough experience where we had to break an arrow against a wall with our throat (laughs) and I was so naughty because and that's why my video because I was like one of the first people to do it and I went up and I went to do it and I was like in the zone ready to go and then Ant goes like whoa whoa stop but I was like already halfway there because I didn't put my safety sunnies on (laughs) so she just sent it she in this video she full sent it she's like fuck it I'm all in let's go (laughs) yeah actually I looked at this yesterday um, and I feel like I'm having an Instagram famous moment. It now has 117,000 views. What? Last time I saw it, it went to 40,000. I'm like, do people just like me watching me potentially like arrow through my neck? They love the risk-taking factor, okay? I'm sure there's so many people that are like, damn, I wish I could do that. She just yeah. fully went for it, right? You faced yeah. the fear and you did it anyway. And in today's episode, I'm excited because you're also a money mindset coach as well, like me. And we're going to be talking about money mindset and the universal laws around that. And before we get into that, we first met within the network marketing profession. So we've had a bit of a journey from network marketing, transitioning into, you know, money mindset, more one-to-one coaching and programs and stuff like that. I would love for you to share with our audience today, like a little bit about yourself and your story and how you got to this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say thank you so much for having me. Like, this is so exciting. Uh, Okay. So my story, oh my gosh, I've been practicing this for podcasts to to get it down to like as short as I can. (laughs) My story, like to where it got me here, literally started from my childhood. Like it, in hindsight, now I look back and everything that happened to me as a child is now like, it was actually the perfect gift because now I get to help women with money because I grew up with so much financial stress, so much financial burden. It felt like the world revolved around money, Mm -hmm. but we never had any. Mm. Like if I think back now, straight, the foremost, the forefront memories is we struggled. It was stressful. We never had enough. Mum and dad always fought about money. I'm a child of divorce. I don't remember them ever being happy together. When the divorce happened, like all I, I saw one side was stress, 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 no money, no money, no money, no money. And the other side, there was no money. There was money, but it was obviously managed really well that I didn't need to worry about it, but it felt like we never got it. Me and my brother never got anything. So it's just like this, if I was to sum up my childhood, it was just like financially stressed. So then I became a really high achiever. I was like, I have to be successful. I have to chase money. It's the only way to be happy, apparently. Like all of these things. And through my adolescence, I, you know, had to do all the top classes at school. I had to go to university. 
because if I didn't go to university, I wouldn't be successful. Did that, went and got two degrees because, you know, two should be better than one. So I could <laughs> Again, you fully sending it. Again, typical Kim style. Like, literally, she's like, screw one. Let's go for two. For two. Like, you know, postgraduate. Like, I needed that. Well, it, like, it felt good, right? I needed that ego boost. The, the ironic thing was is I finally finished my studies, got my degrees, and I couldn't get a job. There was no jobs out there. And, again, it worked in divine timing because I fell into the network marketing profession. I got to the top of the company in three years. I was one of the youngest at the time. Uh, my high achiever, you know, ability got like got me there. I pushed through because I saw a way to make lots of money on my own terms. And then I always keep saying it's the funny thing because it's all in hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. I was at the top position. I remember my paycheck went from $5,000 to $7,000 in one month. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest it's ever jumped. Now this money as a, what was I like 26, 27 was huge for me, huge. But I still felt broke. Mm. I still felt like there wasn't enough. I was still spending, like my money was spent before. I was living pay month to pay month because I got paid monthly. Um, I was hanging out for the next payday. I still could never surpass a savings. I could never get past $15,000 in my savings. And the only reason I had fifteen grand is when I was 21, I inherited $60,000 from a, um, a late great aunt. And somehow I windled it down to 15000 I can account for 20 grand, that other 25, I have no idea what I did with it. I still had a credit card debt. Like, and I think I got to that point of 15,000 in my savings. And I felt like if I go any lower, I'm even more of a failure. Um, And this is where we're going to talk about universal laws and how I was like, I was in alignment with the universal law at at a lower level, I guess. But that's just where I was. So then, you know, in network marketing, we're surrounded by personal development. Mm-hmm. we're surrounded by invest in yourself and the thing was I had the I finally had money there I can't afford it I can do it for free I can do it all on my own and I just kept hitting wall after wall after wall after wall um, and then I finally spent the money on myself like in, invested in myself started to learn about did all the work money mindset money management recoding healing childhood trauma all of the stuff and when it was it was about two, it was actually about 2018 because then we went to Canada to live after we had that event went to Canada to live for six months came back and we had implemented universal laws around money and I'd done the mindset work and within another two years my husband then my husband and I got married in that time we were able to save just over a hundred grand in two and a half years and build our first home without needing to touch that money wow Wow. And that was huge for us. Like we attracted, you talk about this all the time, right? We did the work. We attracted the money in and we didn't like, honestly, my pay was staying at seven grand a month. My pay actually never went up over like the next, like that about two, three years. It stayed, I couldn't, I still couldn't surpass it because I had more work to do, but because I had done some work, I was able to manage my money better and think about it differently and, and all of that. So a little recap now to catch up to today. So then I started business coaching. People wanted to know how I was succeeding in business. So I started to business coach and all my clients are like, Kim, can you tell me what you're doing with your money? Because money was their main priority and their main goal. So I was like, oh, well, I'll teach you what I learned and what I do and what works for me and see if it works for you. And they started getting incredible results. Some of the women actually got like faster financial results than I ever did I was like holy shit this is amazing 
Um, and then after I had my baby last year, literally a year ago yesterday, mm-hmm. um, it's like, you know, what it's like being a mom, your physical legacy is created. And I'm like, I've always wanted to coach around money. I never thought I was good enough to do it because who am I? Just, mm-hmm. um, you know, plain Jane ran, you know, well, I'm not pretty plain Jane. I'm pretty crazy actually. You <laughs> meet me, but <laughs> a girl who came from nothing and so much stress. And it's not like I was a millionaire in the bank but who am I to teach women this and then finally I just got out of my own way put together a program that encompassed everything that I'd learned and yeah now I've had just in the last month I've had 20 more women join like that's where I'm at now I'm helping women get out of debt and stop spending more than they're earning and create their path to financial freedom and it's amazing I absolutely love it that's my story Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I definitely have the same moment myself with the who am I to become the coach, like a hundred percent. But it's like, you know, you just know that you've got something that can change someone's life because it's changed yours. And for me, that was very much the same thing with going, you know, being bankrupt and so broke where I was financially destitute to then creating multiple six figures and coming out of that in three years, remaining debt free, all of the things. And that's not good, no bad. And you guys are listening to that. No, no shame in the debt game, but literally being able to completely change that narrative. I was like, holy shit, I actually can teach this because you're right. Cause people start reaching out. They're seeing the progress, they're seeing the journey. Um, and it's our stories, you know, are similar as, you know, created the program and all of that stuff. So yeah. I absolutely love this. Can you pinpoint something in particular? It may even be talking about the universal laws. What was it for you that really changed the game for you financially? There was definitely, I don't feel like there was just one. There was maybe a couple pinpoints, but I'll bring it into the universal laws. I'll bring that in because when I learned about, so there's universal laws that literally make the universe work um, Mm -hmm. and they apply to everything in life. So of course they apply to money. And at the end of the day, right, we know this, everything's made up of energy. Money is just a measurable form of energy. And we're living with, you know, we're almost a cashless society anyway. So literally it's numbers that go through the, air into someone else's screen you know it is energy um and when I learned this universal law of um it's the universal law of handling what you have and what it means is the more you learn to handle what you have the more you will receive or you will only ever be given what you can handle mm-hmm. and to me it made when it started like the clickers started to go off in my brain and it was like well there's the emotional side and the physical side And the emotional side is handling your emotions around money, which is where all the money, this is literally money mindset. Because I was doing, you know, you do all the money mindset work and you can do like surface layer shit that just doesn't actually do anything. You can say all the fucking affirmations, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like, I need to actually, I need to handle my emotions. I was highly emotional around money. I would only feel wealthy and abundant when I got paid. If I didn't have it or like someone didn't pay their invoice in time or something, I I allowed that to affect my emotions. I would get like frustrated and and worried and concerned and all of those and anxious. So my emotional roller coaster was like something only adults are allowed to ride because it's that fucking steep (laughs) where you want to get on the roller coaster. That's just like the, just like the the uni level thing going around in circles. You know, you want to have a balanced emotion. So that's what I did. I was like, I understood, right, I need to go and sort my emotions out, which is healing the money stories. What happened as as a child that made me have all these sabotaging beliefs around money that made me so emotional around money. So that was like the trigger point for that, the catalyst. 
And then the other side of it is understanding the physical, which to me was, okay, actually handling my money. Like how do I, and I'll say the word budgeting. I don't use, you probably don't use the word budgeting either because yeah. it implies restriction. So I had to actually learn to stop budgeting and start managing my money, managing in alignment with wealth creation from an abundant energy. Um, so that took me a solid, I learned some principles from some past coaches and then I learned some other stuff from elsewhere and reading books. And I kind of worked out what worked for Daniel and I. So we went through like a 12 month teething period and we got to the end and we applied these, I call them fundamentals in call them principles. Um, and then I now manage, we manage our money. It runs through this spreadsheet that like, if I didn't have this spreadsheet, I'd be fucking paralyzed with like, if you gave me some money, I'd be like, um, <laughs> what do I do? Like, I would know what to do, but like, I need the spreadsheet and it allows me to save invest pay my living costs um travel pay our house all of those things and I don't have to worry about it like it's all done so that was a very long-winded answer for you I adore that honestly and it's so true though like money is so basic Like, this is the thing. It's so basic. It's literally energy, but yet it's the one thing that we know nothing about, but it's the one thing that we need the most. And that's why it's so important if you are struggling, you know, financially, or even if you've not, even if you're doing okay, it's still important to look at your money mindset beliefs. Where did they come from? How can you rewrite them and go through a process where you literally remove the emotion from money because it's just energy. And when you become so emotional, that's where you're letting, you know, you're coming from a state of lack or abundance. And then that gets put out into the universe and that's what you attract back. And I wish that more people would understand that because I know for me personally, there's been so many moments in my life where I've literally been, you know, awake at night in bed crying, not knowing how I'm going to pay my rent or not knowing how I'm going to pay, you know, this bill that's coming in or I'm late in my payments. And it doesn't have to be that difficult, you guys. Like it literally does not have to be that difficult. And there's so much knowledge out there. And I love that you touched on that you got the knowledge and then you made it work for you. You picked and pulled apart pieces because there is so much knowledge and what might work for one person might not always work for you. And it's so important when you are being a student to figure out what works for you and then stick to that and keep compounding that and moving forward with that. So I would love for you to touch on like, what are some of the universal laws around money? Yeah. So, well, the, these are the top three I talk about the most because um, they're the ones that made the most sense to me. Um, and honestly, from the top of my head, I kind of remember when I learned about it, I think there's like 12 or 13 actual universal laws that are like quantum approved, I call it, meaning there's some laws out there you can research, but they're not actually in balance. Um, but look, I just stuck with these three because these just like made the most sense um so the first one is the universal law of circulation which is what goes in must come out which is energy and this is what makes sense in my brain and I have a science background like I was the science girl spirituality was woo-woo I put them on opposite ends of the spectrum as I got wiser I realized they're the same fucking thing Mm. you know it's all energy um but if you break down like the most the smallest measurable physical matter is an atom and an atom's broken down into protons and electrons which is energy and the single a single atom is like the simplest atom is a hydrogen atom so they have one electron one proton so it's imbalanced right and so the energy waves this is how i see it the energy it has to circulate so well it works as a wave which is like a cycle in itself you know a spiral a wave a circle it's all the same like balanced movement 
So to me, I'm like, if everything, that means everything in this world must circulate because everything's made up of energy. And if you think about it, think of nature, think of a plant, it's either growing or it's dying. Like it's either growing. So it's following a cycle. Once the cycle stagnates, it's death of the plant. So I know I'm pretty fucking morbid, but it just makes so much sense to me. So then when I apply this to money, now I was someone who I picked this up from my dad, bless him, love him. Um, He's not a hoarder in a sense, but I truly believe he's a hoarder with money (laughs) because I I love hoarding money. And I'm not saying it's a good quality to have because I'm causing stagnation. I've always been got to save, got to save, got to save, got to save and still be afraid to spend, even though I need to spend because I have a life that Mm -hmm. requires costs to you know expenses mm. I want to call them so it was understanding that okay if money needs to circulate so I have to then okay why am I worried about the circulation okay I'm coming from a scarcity mindset which implies lack which is like hold on hold on don't let go but we know that an abundance mindset is like the foundation lies on trust mm. so one of the things I learned is like you need to trust the circulation of money And I do this as of today. I still have my days where I get anxious and whatnot. And I literally hold my gut, like my sacral. And I literally have to be like, I trust the circulation of money. Like I have to feel, I'm literally holding it right now. Like I feel into it. Um, And then when we trust the circulation, we're trusting in nature. We're trusting in the universal law, which is a higher power to us. And I don't know if that makes sense. It just makes sense to me with money. And and the thing is, it made me realize I could save and spend at the same time. Yes. Oh, I love this because money is currency and currency. It's like a current. It needs to flow. And I love that you touched on this because I've been, you know, personally speaking, same thing, right? Where you get to that point and you're like, but you make the number in your bank account, you make it your worth. And that's what I've done in the past. And once someone said something to me once, which really stood out to me and they were like, you know what? I felt broke when I had $13 in my account and I felt broke when I had $13,000 in my account. Like it's just a freaking number. And I was like, holy shit, because I could relate. I was like, I, it's so true. I'm attaching an emotion to whether, you know, I have a certain amount of money in my account and whether I don't. But when you understand the energetics of money, you know that money always flows. You know that yeah. you're never, ever going to be without. And we always think of the worst case scenario when it comes to money. We're like, oh, but what if I spend my savings? Oh my God, I'm going to be sleeping in my car. You know, I'm going to be homeless and all these things. It's like, when have you really ever, ever gone with that? Like there are so many ways to like receive money in today's day and age. Like, heck, like our government supports us for Christ's sake. Like, you know, you can literally get government support if you really get down that road. So it's like, it's, you really need to be looking at it from a standpoint of it needs to circulate. What you put out comes back and the less emotion that you can attach to it, the better. So I love that you touched on that one. Perfect. Here's with the next one. So the next one is the universal law of supply and demand. Now, I think pretty much everyone has heard the term supply and demand. It's huge in, like, the first time I ever heard it was when I did one term of economics in high school, and that's literally the only thing I remember, the phrase supply and demand. Obviously, you can tell, like, I just didn't understand it. My, Maybe if I paid attention and tried to understand, I'd have a different mindset around money, but whatever. Um, But supply and demand, right? I don't even know how to explain it on a like a, a marketing economy term, but from, I think it's all the same, but, if, but when it applies to money, but the supply is what we want, right? The supply is the outcome. And in this sense, it's the money. And then the demand is what we do to get that money. But what happens is, well, how, this is how it makes sense to me. 
if you focus on the supply, the demand stops. As in, and this is like, have you ever set a goal of maybe it's in a business? Like, I really want in network marketing's perfect example. I really want to sign up ten new customers this month. Mm-hmm. And we focus on t- have to get ten new customers. The only way I'm going to be successful is. 10 customers and we focus so much on the number that it takes us out of action which is takes the demand off us and all we do is create that anxiety we create such a gap and we in in that but then if you increase the demand the supply must follow so that's how the universal law works if you increase the demand the supply must follow so you still have to be like clear on your outcome clear on the supply so with money you you still need to know where you're going or where you want to go So if you have a savings goal or an income goal, you've got to be clear on where you're going. Otherwise, it's like jumping in a car trying to get to a destination without a GPS or roadmap. Like that's how it works. Um, And the demand is, okay, what's the action? How am I showing up to get there? And how I feel, and this is how I teach it, um, and this is what I guess I've kind of created to teach with like a feminine spin on it. I don't know. But it's it's got that uh, emotional and physical aspect of it as well. So the demand is emotionally is the demand on yourself and how I said, like how to handle your emotions. So what is the demand you're going to put on yourself to get out of the anxiety, to get out of the worry, to get out of the lack? And what is the demand you're going to put on yourself to get into the abundance mindset? And it could be, are you going to, the demand can be short, long, big, small, um, and then the, the more you increase the demand, the more you increase the demand, the faster the supply is going to come. So you get to be in control. And then in the physical part, it's okay. I okay. I want to save X amount of dollars by the end of the month. How can I physically increase the demand on myself? Well, we go out for dinner as a family every week, and it costs about a hundred dollars. We love it. But right now, if we don't increase the demand or change anything physically, we're not going to increase that savings goal. What's what's one thing we can do? Well, the demand we're going to put in ourselves is we're not going to eat out for the next four weeks. We're going to stay home. We're going to be more resourceful. Um, This is one way we can save more money. And then we can put that money into the savings. Mm -hmm. So we've like increased the physical demand of how we're showing up. Um, The other side of it is if you're budgeting, and it's not flowing for you right now. It's increase the demand. Learn a new system to manage your money. Learn a new way to manage it better. So that's how I explain the universal law of supply and demand. I love that 100%. And it's so important to change things. Like what you know is what you know. And it's gotten you to this point, especially when it comes to money. And it'll get you to a certain level, but you have to sometimes disrupt that. You have to look at things from a different angle and you have to move differently in order to get different results. So it's so true that if you're not happy with the results that you're getting, if you're not hitting, you know, the financial goals that you set, or you're not wanting to buy the things that you're wanting to buy or have the set amount of savings in your account or pay off the debt you want to, time to change things up. Like it's, it's really, you know, tough love. Like you've got to actually fucking change things up and you've got to start seeing things differently. And that's going to require an investment of your time. It's probably going to require an investment of your money already into something, a new program, a new system, right? Even a coach to help you to see things differently. But even when I find when people invest, I often see, and um, this happens a lot with my private clients, when they invest into my program or when they invest into me, literally the money flows straight away. And the reason being is that they're declaring to the universe 
universe, I'm willing to do whatever it fucking takes to change my situation. And the universe is always going to meet you where you're at. And so if you're out here and you're like, whatever it fucking takes, like I'm shit scared about investing like the little money in my savings I have into this, like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to think about if I'm homeless, like, right. The fear, the fear mongering and all that. I don't want to think about that. But the moment they invest, a lot of the time, literally the money starts flowing. And so I absolutely love that. Fucking love it. All right. What's the next one? So, and it was the universal law of handling what you have. So what I mentioned before, it's my favorite one because, and I feel like it comes off the back of the other, well, all the universal laws interlink it all, they all do. Right. Yeah. And it's learning to handle what you have and it's emotional and physical learn to handle your emotions. So if you if you want more, but you're not willing to change, you're never going to get more. Mm. Um, and by change, it means it's, first of all, what's the definition of insanity? Like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The universal, the universe will only give you what you can handle. And I think this is such a beautiful lesson because if you feel like you get like fucking freight trains thrown at you a lot, Obviously, that's a sign that things need to change. But the universe, you only ever get what you can handle. So you can handle everything that is given to you. And it's like it's like an expansive, I think of like an orb of energy that, you know, just starts to expand and gets bigger and bigger. So as you expand and get bigger and bigger, you can handle more. The smaller things don't, or the other things seem little, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like the things that used to get to us. Um, and, yeah, maybe our challenges get bigger, but the outcome, the supply we get, like what we get in return is bigger, and this applies applies to money. Mm. And I want to um, – this is such a beautiful example of how people are not in alignment with – well, let me just give the example because I can't get my words. It's we all know the person or know the story of the person who won lotto and ends up more broke 12 months later. Mm-hmm. I actually have that in my family. My brother-in-law, his um, his sister-in-law, well, his brother passed away from asbestosis. So they get, because it all happened at that time, like there was a huge payout. She got millions of dollars and literally within 12 months, she was on government help or something like that because she'd spent it all. And the point is like you can you can manifest and attract money in, but if you don't know how to handle it, you will dwindle it down to an energy and amount that you can handle. The perfect example of me inheriting 60 grand and I dwindled it down to 15 because that's all I could energetically handle. So you've got to learn. The thing is, it's not about, okay, how do I, well, there's two ways to look at it. Not two ways. Oh my gosh. I'm like, my brain is like 10 miles an hour. This, right is, now. this is the passion. This is what passion is literally. Cause I feel the same when I talk about money, my brain's just like, and I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to say this. I don't want to say this. So what did I want to say? Now I fucking said that and I lost my whole train of thought. Oh, and that's where I like to blame mum brain, you know. That's <laughs> where I do that. um, We're talking about handling your money handling. and the behind it. Yeah, so, oh, so like say you're, you're like, I want to earn a million dollars. You're what you need to go do is you need to go learn how to handle a million dollars. How does someone who's a million dollar, who has a million dollars in the bank or earns a million, whatever, however you're going to receive it, how do, how do they handle their emotions? Mm-hmm. Are they on a roller coaster when she hits the fan? You know, what do they look like? How, how are they, what's the qualities they have? What's the energy they're holding? What are they, how do they handle their emotions? And, and how do they handle their money? Are they buying Uber Eats because they're just like, they're lazy, not lazy, they're tired after end of the day and they know they don't want to. 
and they know they shouldn't, but they can't be fucked. And they're like, I just want it now. I don't feel like anything in the fridge. Just give me, let me get my tacos on delivery. Like if you're doing it from that energy, would someone who owns and earns a million dollars operate from that, like behave in that way? Or, you know, I'm sure by that time, like you might be like, yeah, I have a million dollars. I can just buy Uber Eats, whatever. I'm sure the million dollar earner doesn't just buy Uber Eats to be lazy. They're buying it because they're like, this is part of my system because it's the best way for me to nourish my body. And this is the plan I'm choosing. Um, So this is how I get my food because my time spent cooking can actually be spent building my business or traveling the world or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. so it's just a different energy so that's where I always like one of the things I teach like you would teach it too like you show up as if you already arrived mm-hmm. so if you want to earn ten thousand dollar months how does that version of you behave and what's their emotions like yeah and that's learning to handle what you have and when you when you raise the bar you, and this is the law of attraction where you raise the bar you'll start attracting things in to support that new level yeah a hundred percent and you're so right I I teach the exact same thing because at the end of the day if you can't see yourself becoming that person you will never attract it because you only attract into your reality who you are and what you are and so if you want to be the six-figure person that creates six figures seven figures you know eight figures and beyond whatever it is you're right you have to start acting as if and it starts with managing the small amount that you have like you can't and because it's energy there is literally the only difference between ten dollars and a hundred dollars is the energy that you put behind both numbers it's like if you visualize you know the ten dollars and if you systemize it and you go through it and you delegate it and you put some into savings and spending and investing and do all the things and pay all the bills with your ten dollars right then when the hundred dollars comes in you're not going to be emotional you're going to go through the exact same process you're going to be like okay a little bit over here a little bit over there cool 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 everything's accounted for it's the same thing when you get a million dollars everything's accounted for you're not going to be like holy shit a million dollars just hit my account oh my god what the fuck do i do oh my gosh i'm not worthy i'm not good enough what if i blow it what if i'm broke none of that that becomes irrelevant because you literally are so used to handling what you have so i fucking love that you absolutely touched on that what's one thing that you wish people knew more about when it comes to money (sighs) one thing Well, you can give us a few. You can give us as many as you want. <laughs> Definitely not this one hit wonder gal, you know. I've got so much to share. Um, you were born worthy. And do you know what? This is only something recent. I I had to, I thought I had to rebuild my self-worth. And I did. I built my self-worth, right? But I thought it's because I didn't have any and I had to build it. And then only recently I started to hear the phrase like you're born worthy, which I'm like, well, ob- like obviously now I know that. So if we just know we're born worthy. Right? Actually, this is something I love to share. So I'm glad one, this is one thing in an essay form. Um, <laughs> we're born into this world, right, as pure energy. We're like perfect. We're the whole thing, like spirit. We're just so pure. Um, we're b- so worthy. We're whole right? And we're born in, as I like to use the analogy, as a blank canvas. And then our, I'm going to say parents, so whoever were your most influential figures, it's most commonly mum and dad, but whoever that mum and dad figure was to you, they get their paintbrushes out and they start to tell you, this is right, this is wrong, this is how we behave, this is how we don't behave, this is how we feel about money, this is what how we don't feel about money, rich people are greedy, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, all this shit happens. So then what starts to happen to us is we we develop these beliefs and, you know, our world, we create our own life based on our belief system. So then 
And then events and things will happen in our life. Like dad didn't pick me up from school on time or dad made me walk home like one kilometer. But me as a child, when I had mom in my ear about fucking white vans going to pick you up, you know, I'm thinking my dad doesn't fucking love me. I'm not worthy of his love because he's making me walk home by myself. And in all fairness, like he was just making me independent and I was old enough to walk home. I was just shit scared. Um, But, you know, these events like that happen and I'm like, well, that supports the fact that I'm not worthy. Mm that's the sports fact that I'm not good enough and then what happens is we take these beliefs into our adolescence our adulthood and when we want to start making money we're trying to make more money we're trying to do we're trying to feel like you know I want more money we'll hustle hard we'll burn ourselves out we'll get the money and then when we get the money it's like well I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm going to spend it I'm going to get rid of it I'm going to give it away and not hold on to at least some of it you know um so if you if you can really understand and do you know what it makes sense it's simple but if it was easy to just take this on we'd all be millionaires like it's going to be confronting because your old your identity of I'm not worthy does not want to listen to me telling you that you were born fucking worthy you are worthy right you just now need to go do the work which is considered hard work because it takes a lot of fucking energy to go shift that mindset to go shift those beliefs and go reprogram them so in summary, you were born 100% worthy. Oh. Now you just need to go do the work. To, to, and this is my analogy. I have to share this because I, I was on a podcast yesterday and I was like, I had a shower thought of my, how can I make this analogy of the canvas? How can I expand on this? This is like my thing now. So you've got all this paint, right? You've got this acrylic paint. I don't know, whatever the hardest paint is to get off on this canvas. Now, what you can do, you can go take the easy way out and you can go get another paintbrush and a new lot of paint and you can try paint over. And this is where the the surface layer affirmation stuff comes in. You can try paint over it, but you've still got that underlying, those underlying beliefs there. That's like the subconscious. The hard work, it's hard because I will practice this and get this analogy really good. But what you need to do is you need to get the methylated spirits, the acid, like whatever the paint remover shit is, right? got to get your cloth or your brush, whatever it is. You got to start scrubbing that shit. And if the older you are, the more hard dried that paint is. You got to scrub it off and we need to get you back to that blank canvas of pure worthiness that you were born as. Um, and the thing is, you have two choices. Most people take the easy route of, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to do my affirmations and I'm going to think differently. And you know what? They work to a degree. They're just trying to paint over the old paint. But if you truly want change, and I know you do this, uh, you teach us a lot. I see it so much. If you truly want change, you've got to start scrubbing with the methylated spirits or the paint remover, and you've got to start stripping back those layers so, the, so then your canvas is empty again, and then you get to choose what beliefs you want. Yeah. Oh, you and I are in such alignment as coaches. I love this. Our messaging is just absolutely the same because I teach us all the same. And you're right, it's the hardest work to do. Like we think that, and this is like childhood conditioning. A lot of us think that the harder I work, the more money I make, which is absolute bullshit. And it's not the case at all. It's like what you, you going within, that's the hardest fucking work of all. You actually revisiting your childhood, your beliefs. What did your mom say to you at that point? What did your dad say to you? You know, 
that shit is the hardest shit. It's the most triggering shit. Like I trigger my clients all the time. I'm like, get ready, buckle up, sis, because we're going back. And it's hard. And, you know, there's a part of, and the clients that shy away from it, they don't get the results. So straight up, if, they, if they're not willing to like go in depth with me and look at those triggers, look at those beliefs, I'm straight up, I'm like, you're not going to get the results. But the clients that are like, fuck yeah, I'm going to cry. I'm going to sob. We're going to do it. It's going to be painful, but we're going to rewrite those beliefs. Those are the ones that literally double, triple their incomes. They just change the whole fucking game because they're willing to go within. And this is why literally people aren't millionaires because it's the most painful work to do. It's so fucking painful. And then to also take ownership of it too, because you have to take ownership. You have to be like, okay, this is the belief I've been running and I understand, but I'm willing every single fucking day to go to work on that belief and change it. Because I wish it was as simple as like, oh yeah, my mom told me I wasn't good enough. Oh, let's change it tomorrow. No, that's just the start of it. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Cool, we found that. Cool, 100%, let's change it. But then every time when you someone gives you $1,000, oh, that worthiness piece, I'm not worthy. What am I going to do? I'm going to self-sabotage and manifest bills. Okay, no, we got to do the work again, do the work again, do the work again. And I think that's a really big misconception when it comes to money is that I see it all the time. People think that, you know, and I have it all the time with even my programs. My programs are fucking amazing, but people think that one program is going to absolutely change, you know, their life and they're going to be healed forever. And it's just not the case. It's, it's growth and evolution over a lifetime. And it's constant because when you hit, you know, for me personally, when I hit 10K a month, I was like, oh, I'm so fucking rich. I've hit the coveted like 10K a month. Woo. Like all my beliefs are changed. And then when I hit 20K, I was like, oh shit, there's a whole heap of new stuff that I need to like go through the worthiness. Like I've never dealt with this much money. Who am I to have this much money? I'm not working hard enough. I'm only working two hours a day and making 20K a month. Like all of this stuff. And so I wish that more people knew that it's just, it's constant. It's constant. You got to work on it. You got to continue. Do you have anything else that you want to, you know, leave with our audience before we finish up? Uh, no, remember how I said, if you, put, if you just put me on the spot I'm like I don't know anything question. do you have any burning last questions well, where that- can our audience find you where can they find you where can they be a part of your world my world well Instagram Instagram mm-hmm. is my main hub um, I'm sure you'll put my yes I'll put I'll link everything in the description you guys and I will say this because I have no idea how long it's going to take. So I have a copycat out there. So my, my Instagram handle is Kim Kent and then two underscores. There is a copycat out there with a full stop in between the underscores. Please report them. Like we've been reporting them for ages and like nothing's happening, but they have like 11,000 followers and I have 3,000. So I'm like, what are they doing? How do we do that though? That always, I literally have that happen to me and I'm like, how did you get that? Because yeah, I messaged you. You messaged me, but it was the scammer one. And I was just like, I'm like, bitch, is your VA trying to message me? Um, This is so not cool. Like it looked like a scripted thing. I'm like, I thought you knew me. Like I thought we were friends. <laughs> and then I realized it was a fake one. But anyway. I'm my sell you into a program, lol, trying to sell you my money mindset. Well, you're trying to sell me Bitcoin, like trying to invest in a Bitcoin. I was like, don't you know what you do? Well, not that you promote it, but anyway. Um, so find me on Instagram, Kim Kent two underscores. Um, I'm there most of the time. There's, you know, the links in my bio. I have, what do I have? I just did a free masterclass actually that you can get the recording of, but I do, I just give away lots of stuff for free. Like, just like you do. I know just, just connect with me on there. Um, you'll be able to find how to work with me if it's, you're drawn to it there as well. Um, and you can I always say slide into my DMs. I'm always up for a chat. And if you have any questions, um, yeah, just find me on Instagram. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the potty today. This has been absolutely incredible. And you guys, if you have found this episode, you know, of importance, if you've gained some stuff from it, please feel free to share it on your platforms. Tag us. We love to reach out and support you guys and get to know you guys. So thank you so much, my love. Thank you. This is awesome.